boys and girls, what's happening? Soggy boy. I got Drew. I got Nick. The free-flowing reign of terror that is the Boda show is returning to your eyes and ears. My Come goodness. How long been? Yeah, good luck to everyone else. Good luck to everybody else. Man, how long has it been since we did the Boda show, Drew? It's, it's got to be at least a year. Long. This is obviously before before Nick graced his graced us with his presence. Um, but the Boda Show, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the motherfucking Boda Show. Let's go. I will be your host today, Master of Sog, all things soggy, Monsieur Zek. Like I said earlier, today with me I have Drew, I have a Nick. James could not be with us today, but he does send his regards. We have three wonderful segments for you today on our shortened introduction, reintroduction of the Boda Show. We will be having some news, then we'll transition right over to Master Debaters, and then we'll end the night, or yeah, night, evening, whatever, it's still light out. We will end the evening with a little dabble of trash bag. So, ladies and gentlemen, sit back and enjoy the Boda Show. First up, the Boda News. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Boda News. I will be your co-anchor, Zach, along with Drew here. Drew, so, you're going to start us off with the news. What do we got? We are starting in the MLB realm today. We got, I mean, fairly interesting news. Just a quick look around the league. You know how it goes. Um, first and foremost, the thing that caught my eye this week is um, apparently there's a group in Orlando that's like, trying to get an MLB team in Orlando and they proposed uh, a concept for a new stadium, like a billion and a half dollar dollar stadium. It's fucking gorgeous. Like goddamn. Um, so hoping that happens, that would be super cool. Some dog shit team can go over there. Um, I mean, there are candidates, man. There are candidates. The Diamondbacks. <laughs> well, I like the Diamondbacks where they are, but the fucking Mets. The, yeah, the Mets need to go somewhere else. That, mm, nope. Gonna and take hurt. the Mets and push them somewhere else. Exactly. <laughs> and a uh, shiny new stadium in Orlando sounds pretty good to me. Not that Florida needs another baseball team, but it's fine. Um, the Oakland Athletics have officially agreed to a deal to build another over a billion dollar stadium in Las Vegas. I'm still not convinced it's going to be ready by the time that they need to get out of Oakland, but that's a bridge they'll cross when they come to it. Just won't be the Golden Gate. Side, anyway. <laughs> side note on that, didn't didn't the report say it wasn't going to be ready till 2027 and their lease is up next year on the stadium? That uh, Yeah, their lease is up either next year or the year after or something. And then, yeah, obviously it's you can't just put a stadium there. It's going to take a few years, especially a stadium of that magnitude. I guess they're also building a dog shit like – double a stadium and <laughs> See, they're gonna have to play where the 51s play like oh, fuck. oh no you know if they're a team anymore um but yeah so more <laughs> oakland antics um now to a look at things that are actually happening currently not in the future um shohei otani leading the al mvp vote quote unquote here early in the year. Um, not a super surprise. Trout's in there. Um, Wonder Franco, you know how it goes. But um, I mean, it's hard to be more valuable than Shohei Otani. <laughs> it really is. Pitches every five games and hits fucking 30 home runs a year. So whatever. Again, modern, um, modern day Babe Ruth, but yeah. I mean, I guess. Except athletic. Um, <laughs> Right, if you translated him over and... Yeah. And Japanese. <laughs> yeah, back to you, Drew. Um, in the NL, you got Ronald Acuna Jr. Again, not a surprise, but a little bit surprising. The Braves got themselves another player up there in the um, the MVP rankings, and that is their catcher, Mr. Sean Murphy, whom they acquired from said Oakland Athletics. Um so, yeah, top two NL uh, MVP vote-getters early season, both on the Braves. Braves are good. Um, we knew that. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, but whatever. Quick bounce around the standings here. Um, I, I think 
everyone on planet Earth is surprised that the Tampa Bay Rays still have uh, less than double-digit losses, which is just insanity. Um, Boston at 21 and 15 is in fourth place, which is a fucking sham. But that's what you get when you play in the best division in baseball this year, the American League East. Um, Minnesota got a slight lead on Detroit, two and a half games in the Central. The Texas Rangers, who were expected to be pretty good, are up on the Angels by two games. Uh, Houston, under 500, always nice to see. And we have the lowly Oakland Athletics, the only team without double-digit wins. Eight and 28. Ouch. Ew. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> uh, over to the NL. The Braves have a comfortable seven-game lead on the sub-500 Mets. Um <laughs> a, a, a good argument for the Mets moving to Orlando, I suppose. Um, in the central, Pittsburgh with a half a game lead on Milwaukee. Tight race at the top there. The rest of the division is very mediocre. St. Louis, big surprise, 12-24. and 24. Not often you see the Cardinals playing that poorly. So cherish it while you can. Um, unfortunately, the Dodgers are playing well, 21-15. Half game lead on the Arizona Diamondbacks. <laughs> Arizona Diamondbacks, baby. So okay. that's okay. nice to see. I like the backs. Um, Colorado's trash. San Francisco's trash. Uh, San Diego is underwhelming, even with the additions of Juan Soto and Xander Bogarts. Whatever, it's fine. I don't understand baseball. Anyways, <laughs> uh, the only other piece of news I got is that uh, the MLB who are trying to make things work for some games in Seoul next season, South Korea. That'd be cool. Um, are also exploring the possibility of playing some games in Paris in 2025. Oh, that's so, also cool. There you go. And the uh, Red Sox and Yankees are rumored to be two of the teams with the highest interest in playing in those cross-country games. That makes fun. sense. That, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. A Red Sox-Yankees yeah. game in, in Tokyo or like in, well, in the suburbs or whatever – I, I think it's more important that that happens as the first game in Paris because that would be the yeah. first MLB game to be played in continental Europe ever. Oh, I think okay. They have played games in Asia. Oh, okay. All right, so that makes sense then. Yeah, so I agree. I just my my only thing is if they've never if if it's the same for both if they've never played a game outside of the if they've never played an MLB game outside of the like the continental United States or, or North America, South America, or whatever. Yeah. The other biggest baseball market outside of the United States in the Dominican Republic is Japan. So getting, yeah. getting baseball over there, getting a, a live MLB game over there would be imperative if they already haven't done it. All right. Let's see real quick. Drew's going to look, Drew's going to look that up. I'm going to, I'm going to take over. I'm going to go into the NHL. We're going from regular season league to playoff leagues. Now, this is the big time, the NHL. I'm I have an answer for you. Drew has the answer. Forget <laughs> what I said. Um, so they have played MLB games in Mexico, Japan, okay. Australia, oh. and the UK. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah. So Paris makes sense. Then. Paris makes sense for them to do first. Oh, there's your answer, ladies and gentlemen. Got to love the news anchors. They do their research. Over, over, to, over to the NHL again. My entire life is pain. I will never talk about it for the rest of my entire life. However, I can find solace in the fact that the Maple Leafs are currently losing three nothing in the series to the Florida Panthers. Can you explain to me why they got an extra day off while they're staying in Florida? Um. Once there are once there are less games that are played, they start to space them out to give teams a little bit more rest. Well, that seems kind of fucked. It is, but again, the whole the whole point uh, not the whole point the whole premise of this league, af especially after the the draft lottery, which I'll get into in a second, it's fucking rigged. It's ridiculous. They favor stories and and teams over other things. But whatever, that's besides the point. Over other stories and other teams. <laughs> well, think about it like this. What what's what's better? Watching dominance or watching an underdog? 
underdog. Right, exactly. So Florida Panthers win, right? Yeah, but <laughs> they're playing the Toronto Maple Leafs, who just eked out their first series win in 20 years. So I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm more or less talking about the first round series. Oh, the first round, yes. First round series. Um, the I Maple Leafs are hot trash. Uh, Tampa Bay was really hurt and, and whatever. Besides the point. Also, I mean, sticking the to the Bru- facts. There, there are the goddamn news. This is not a debate. There are the goddamn news. The Bruins lost that series. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, the Bruins lost that series. Yeah, for sure, 100%. Anyways, sticking to the facts, Drew, because this is the goddamn news. We are a news first segment here. Yeah, breaking news, the Bruins fucking lost. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hate you. I'm going to go cry now. There are are four remaining playoff series happening right now. We have the Dallas Stars and the Seattle Kraken. The Kraken hold a nice two-to-one lead over the Stars with game four being slated to be played. What? Me? Yeah, I'm looking at you. you I'm so nervous, dude. I want the Kraken to win so bad. but I know know, that'd be great. Kraken hold a two-one lead over the Stars with game four being played tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, As of right now, we do have a game being played. It's the... Uh, Carolina Hurricanes at the New Jersey Devils. The Devils won nothing over the Canes with yeah. 14, 14 uh, minutes left in the first period. Uh, Jack Hughes scored the first goal for them. Um, fantastic. So uh, that series, Hurricanes are up two to uh, two to one. Jersey did win their last game at home, um, so they're looking to tie up the series here tonight. Tomorrow night, we're looking at Game Four. Panthers, Maple Leafs. The Panthers are looking to sweep the Maple Leafs and make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, I believe, for the first time since they – let me think. The first time since 1996 when they made it to the Stanley Cup Finals in their first ever season and then ended up losing to the Colorado Avalanche. I believe you. I actually looked this up earlier. That's why. Um, And then also tomorrow night we do have – the Vegas Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers playing in game four of that series. Vegas leads two to one. Uh, Vegas demolished Edmonton that last game in Edmonton. Um, both of these teams are offensive powerhouses. So, I mean, it's really not surprising to see high scoring affairs. Um, however, with Vegas's goalie getting injured, being replaced by uh, Aiden Hill, I believe. Or is it Laurent Brossois? I don't know. French name. Very hard to pronounce. Either way, backup goalie goes in. They win five to one, five to two. Five one. Um, five to one. So interesting. Interesting. See, let, let's see if uh, maybe Edmonton can turn that around. Uh, make that a series. Ve- boo, boo Vegas. Boo, boo you, Drew. Boo you. They've never won a Stanley Cup. All right. Oh, so fuck what they ever haven't won. Fuck them. Um, other other big news around the league here at the NHL. The lottery, the draft lottery was last night. The Chicago Blackhawks were awarded the number one overall pick after some controversy. Um, after the first, if I can do math right now, really quickly, the first 13 picks were selected. Before the third overall pick was chosen, there was an announcement made by the ESPN announcers saying that Columbus had received the third overall pick before anything had been said or shown by the league. ESPN had it. And then Chicago ended up with the first round pick. Bullshit. Rigged. Fucking they all ended up with first round it pick. right now. That's right. Really. That's the news. That's facts. Yeah. They all ended up with first round picks. So First overall. Third overall. Thank you. Thank you for correcting me. I appreciate that. This is news, Drew. So keep me, keep what, me, uh, what here for, hold me accountable. Um, other than that, a little local NHL news. The Bruins are about to blow up their entire team. Drew, let's go over to you with the NBA so I don't cry. <laughs> Yay, NBA. Um, all right, so I don't have much news. Uh, I think we can talk about Nikola Jokic and pushing the old Coach Rooney there. But, I mean, not much to say. I don't think there was anything behind it. Everyone else seems pretty mad about it, but. Just a story that people want to make yep. a thing. Yeah, he was hunting twenty five k. He wasn't. Any... I understand why he did it. I understand why people are mad. 
it's one of those situations where you just kind of observe and let it go. Right. Like, there's two sides to it. Like, it wasn't an egregious thing. Like, just fucking move on. You got fines. Whatever. Anyways, uh, the NBA has announced their all-defense teams. Uh, first team all-defense, Jaron Jackson Jr. from the Memphis Grizzlies, Brooke Lopez, the Milwaukee Bucks, Alex Caruso from the Chicago Bulls, Evan Mobley from the Cleveland Cavaliers, and good old Drew Holiday from the Milwaukee Bucks as well. Uh, your second team, Bam Adebayo, OG Ananubi, um, Dylan Brooks, <laughs> Um, Green and Derek White. So fun, fun. Uh, Also, did you see that thing where they were doing on uh, whatever that show is with Shaq and Charles Barkley, and where they were trying to predict um, Dylan Brooks' next team? And (laughs) Charles Barkley's like, "Yeah, some team in China." Shaq flips his board over and he has written in like perfect Chinese the name of the team. It was wild. <laughs> it was funny stuff. I didn't I see that video. That's amazing. Uh, that shit's hilarious. Leave it to Shaq to make some fucking funny ass shit just happen. Oh yeah, dude. And Shaq and Charles Barkley together is arguably one of the funniest duos of all yeah, time. For sure. Yeah. Real, all, real all high time moment when he ate that fucking chip and then chugged a gallon of milk on my TV. <laughs> All time gold. always comedy gold, right up there with Kevin Hart and The Rock. Um, oh, they're they're fucking <laughs> And uh, so that's really the news I got. Let's just take you for a quick tour around the four playoff series that we have going on in the NBA. Um, Nuggets Suns, big fun controversial series at this point. Um, now tied two to two. I believe they're heading back to Denver, and uh, we'll see if the Nuggies can stand strong. Uh, Miami continuing to kick the crap out of the Knicks. Fun times. Uh, Miami is going on a bender, I guess. Um, Definitely overperforming. It may come to an abrupt halt in the finals, but we'll see how it goes. Miami's a tough team, man. Um, Warriors-Lakers, after a hot start to the series, the Warriors have fallen down 3-1 to LeBron and the Lakers. Um, Not super surprising there. And Celtics Sixers, a series that is also tied to two, where it really shouldn't be tied to two, but that's what happens when Boston teams make the playoffs. Anyways, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, to the last of the major four leagues, Drew. Here is the NFL. Some interesting news all around the league. The draft was already been two weeks ago. It was this last week? I forget what day it was. That, that whole weekend was a blur. Yeah, uh, fair. <laughs> NFL draft two weeks ago. Um, arguably the most interesting pick. Um, or two picks, really, from the Detroit Lions in that first round. Jameer Gibbs, Jack Campbell. Um, good players, but overall, huge reaches. I think maybe the, mo- the, the two most mind-boggling moves... Um, out of that first round of the draft. Um, Patriots get a steal in Christian Gonzalez as he falls. Eagles pretty much put together the entire Georgia defense in the first two rounds, three rounds, because they got Keely Ringo. Uh, Super Jaylen excited for the Eagles-Jets game this year. That's going to be fun. It should be very, very interesting. Um, other other exciting, interesting news in the NFL. Um, what else do I got for you? Matt Ariza. He wasn't there. That's all you need to know. He just wasn't, wasn't he there. Wasn't, he wasn't there. there. He he wasn't he wasn't there. Caleb is a liar because he wasn't there. So, um, what else do I have for you? Um, NFL schedule releases on Thursday. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes, the NFL schedule does release on Thursday. Uh, it is confirmed the Patriots and the Saints will play a game in Germany. Um, don't know when yet. Obviously, the schedule comes out. Thursday, like we said, probably late. I'm thinking week fourteen ish. You think so? That's a that that seems like a late. That seems like a late matchup. Although the last time the Patriots played the Saints, it was like week three, though. Yeah, but they didn't play in fucking Germany. So what? What do you got against Germany? You know, I have nothing against Germany. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't. Um, other than that, yeah, not not much other news going on. Uh, the, really, the biggest overall thing besides the draft is is the Lamar Jackson 
uh, news, the contract, uh, and then obviously OBJ signing there. Um, and then, you know, Antonio Brown being a part of the team for a day and a half. Um, that was hilarious. But Nick, I know you wanted to, to touch on uh, the Lamar Jackson contract situation and, and him getting a deal done with the Ravens. Over yeah. to our over to our special analyst. Yes, yes. Um, it doesn't really have so much to do with Lamar uh, solely. It's just the team in general. They revamped it. The question I have is, what are everyone's expectations for this team? They had a running back who couldn't escape injury last year, and their receiving core non-existent. This year, they had another injury-prone player in Odell Beckham, and they take a wide res- wide receiver in the draft with Zay Flowers. Um, Mark Andrews, you know he's going to produce. I'm just curious of Lamar and how he performs. If he can go back to the start of last season where he was MVP caliber, Ravens could be a potential Super Bowl contender. But it all depends on what they, how they, you know, how they practice in Week One. See how they perform. But I mean, the, <laughs> the X factor is going to be Zay Flowers. That, that is that is the X factor for the, the X factor game. is going to be the health of the entire offense. Yeah, I, like Nick said, you're talking about a quarterback that's been hurt, banged up a lot recently. You're talking about Odell Beckham who hasn't played football in a year and is coming off an ACL. Mm-hmm. You're talking about fucking J.K. Dobbins who I, hasn't been able to play more than like what three games in a row. I. It's a very fragile offense with a whole lot of potential to be really fucking good. Yep. If they're all healthy, Lamar doesn't even have to play that fucking well for them to be really good. If you got Dobbins running at a solid level, you got a very, very good cast of receivers for the first time in Ravens history, probably. Since know, Steve, Steve Smith, Smith Jr. Aquan Bolden. Aquan Bolden. Boy Smith. <laughs> yeah, right. And even when you bring those guys up, yes, they're fucking fantastic players, but it's Anquan Bolden. He's He was a solid receiver. He wasn't a great receiver. You're talking about Torrey Smith, also same boat. I, You finally have guys, Odell has proven that he is a phenomenal receiver when he's on the field and not mm-hmm. causing distractions. You have Zay Flowers, who is a phenomenal athlete. You have offensive line problems. You got to admit that. Those need to be worked on. For the Ravens to be a good team, offensive line has to be the priority moving forward. They have all the weapons in the world at this point. Now they just need to protect those weapons. Yeah, absolutely. You can't count on Mark Mark Andrews to carry the team. You can't rely on a tight end to send you to the playoffs either. So it all needs to come together. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with them. Um, obviously, they're not in an easy division. The Steelers are in flux, but always have a good defense. The Bengals are the Bengals, and we really don't know what the Browns are with Deshaun Watson. We really don't. Uh, bad. I mean, five games, yeah, but now he has an entire off uh, off season, mm-hmm. healthy and ready to work with them, and we'll have games under his belt before he just starts in the middle of the season. So. It'll be really It'll interesting. Bad. I mean, I, I'm not saying he's gonna be good. I'm just I'm saying it's gonna be interesting. Can have both, right? But ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. That is that has been our news segment, the Boda News on the Boda Show. Um, next up, we're gonna transition over to our debate segment um, that we have so eloquently named Master Debaters. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Master Debaters. Um, on this very special episode, our inaugural Master Debater show for the Boda Show here, we are going to be discussing this past NFL draft. And I propose to my constituents here, and I'm even going to do the big screen because I am the host and I will let you guys talk amongst yourselves. Which three of the top five uh which three of the – oh, my God. What is wrong with me? Which <laughs> of the top three quarterbacks drafted this past draft is going to have the best season? I open the floor. Drew, you want first crack? I'll take it. Shoot. I'm, I'm going to go it, – it's a hard choice. 
it really is. Um, I'm not in love with any of the situations that these guys ended up in, as is generally the case with, you know, first round quarterbacks going high in the draft. Um, I like the tools that Anthony Richardson has. I like the confidence that the Packers have in Bryce Young and Panthers. Isn't that what I said? You said Packers. Oh, Panthers. Um, if only. Yeah. Which one? Yeah. yeah, you can tell what I'm thinking here. Anyways, <laughs> um, I do think that C.J. Stroud has ended up in the best situation, despite it being the Houston Texans. Um, I, I like the young receiver core that they have a little bit better than uh, Carolina. I think they have a fucking solid-ass running back duo in Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary. Um, so I, I think that Stroud has the opportunity. He has the weapons. Unfortunately, he's on a team. It is the Houston Texans. So they'll find a way to fuck it up. But I don't know. I like, I like CJ Stroud here. All right, Nick, over to you, sir. I'm going to go with the Colts and Anthony Richardson. I think he was, I think he ended up in the best situation. You got Michael Pittman Jr., who's a young receiver. I think he's 25 years old. And then you got Jonathan Taylor. I don't really think I need to say anything more than that. Hopefully hopefully the offensive line does JT some service and keep – that's the thing. That's the thing. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't, the I don't offensive know. line that made Andrew Luck retire. <laughs> well, no. they After he retired, they had a, they had I one know. of the best offensive lines. But they just – Yeah, for up. like five minutes. And then they were dog shit last year. Exactly. So, I don't know. I – if Anthony Richardson plans on running as much as we're expecting, I think it could open up a lot for that team. Be somewhat Lamar-esque with, the, with running, and then hopefully his arm can be somewhat like Patrick Mahomes. I'm not sure. <laughs> Man, I hope he can run like Lamar and throw like Patrick Mahomes. It's just it's just what I see in him. The few clips no. that I've seen, it's it's You're he's talented. Right. He's and he personally, I have high expectations for him. So I just want to see him succeed. It feels like to me, it feels like he has that strive to be great. And I think you could see it in his face that he really wants it. So he wants to prove people wrong. And I hope he does. That's fair. I, for I think, sure. I think CJ ha- has the offensive line advantage, which is huge. Um, and I mean, hey, the Texans looked kind of okay sometimes last year with Davis Mills at quarterback. So, I, I mean, anything's an upgrade. Um, and I, I like I like where CJ's head's at. I, I think that he does have the ability to be a piece that can elevate this offense above what could already be decent mm-hmm. and make it good. The defense is a different story. I don't think they're going to win a whole lot of games, but... I think they added Will Anderson, though. Numbers. They did. Also on offense, you got to remember, too, they got Dalton Schultz. Shocking, but yes. he's still solid. I think yeah. he I like Dalton safe. Schultz. When he's yeah. healthy, he is a very reliable tight end. So. Yeah, absolutely. Could be a safety blanket for him. Could yep. be an end zone target. So we'll see. You sure will. I'm, I'm excited for all of these guys, honestly. Um, poor, poor Bryce Young having to play for Carolina, but. I don't know why you say poor Bryce Young because I'm going to swap with you now, you little bitch, because fuck both of you. <laughs> Bryce Young is going to have the best season this year. No. Bryce Young, is, Bryce Young was put in the best situation possible for him for, for his team to succeed. A, he's in the worst division in NFL in the NFL this year. The best quarterback in this division, arguably, is Derek Carr. Derek Carr was... Derek Carr is a decent quarterback when he has... Devontae Adams and Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. I think having Devontae Adams hurt Derek Carr. I don't disagree. I have to see the stats for it, but I, I don't disagree on that. Because I, I think feel like he was too I mean, focused on sure trying to get the he probably ball tried to force, Yeah, he probably tried to force the ball way too much to Devontae yeah. Adams. You're absolutely right. Now, the Saints do not have the weapons that the Raiders did, which is fine. That's great. Whatever. Arguably, you can you can use Alvin Kamara a lot better than you could use a jo- you know Josh Jacobs, but comparable in, in in terms of production at least last season. But 
the other two teams in this division, Atlanta, yeah, they got better in the offseason. They made some acquisitions. Who the hell? Who was playing quarterback for them? Desmond Ritter? Desmond Ritter. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, great. He's going to suck. You can't say that. We haven't seen him play. I don't care. He's going to be terrible. You I, can't fucking say that. that watch man, Atlanta, that watch man Atlanta be a sleeper team. Everything he needs to be fucking great. He's got a cannon for an arm. He can move. He's got solid decision-making skills. And now he's got weapons out the ass. Yeah, he's got three young stars. He's got Drake London, he's got Kyle Pitts, and now Bijan Robinson. I don't. Th- I think, like I said, I think he's going to be a, it's a sleeper team. Atlanta's not going to be as bad as you think, man. Not I, I don't know. I still think they're not going to be able to put it all together. I mean, they're going to get a huge bump from Bijan Robinson for sure, um, especially you know with, with their offensive production. But you know, it, it's the first year of pretty much an entire revamp. You know, you bring in Jesse Bates, you revamp that entire defense. Um, I mean, yeah, they, they, they can absolutely blow me away and, and surprise me. But as far as situational-wise, the Panthers are in the best position to win more games and for Bryce Young to do much better than the other two quarterbacks. Based on their division, I I think that Bryce Young has more mature, more reliable weapons in Adam Thielen, in Hayden Hurst, than C.J. Stroud does than Anthony Richardson does. Both receiving cores are on the younger side. They're always hurt. Adam Thielen is the most reliable receiver out of that bunch. Yes, he's old, but... Can he stay healthy? That's that's my fear. That is the question. Will he stay healthy? Absolutely. But we see what he can do. He is on a team with Justin Jefferson, and he's still going for 1,000 yards and... Right, because Adam Thielen's a fucking number two. That's what he does. There's no number one on this team. No, he it's him for now. Adam Thielen is the number one receiver. That's a problem. That's not gonna. That's not a recipe for success. And you're not. They're not gonna rely on Hayden Hurst to be a tight end one. Right. Like, no, dude, no. Sorry. I, I think the biggest factor that you're missing is that Bryce Young has done a lot more with a lot less. College is very different. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is very different. You're absolutely right. But if any, if if Alabama has shown us anything, is that the past three quarterbacks or four quarterbacks that it's developed are NFL ready. Mac Jones, maybe not. I don't know. He did really. He did really well in his first season. The second season, I don't really blame on him. So, but Tua, NFL ready for sure. Can't really claim Jalen Hurts, but you know, Alabama quarterback system went to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones. Now Bryce Young, he's the the stigma of Alabama quarterbacks not living up to the hype is over. It, it, this is where it starts. This is where it hits big in Bryce Young, and he's going to show everyone why he was the first overall pick. I hope so. And I have the best season out of any of these quarterbacks, regardless of weapons. He's in the best situation. I mean, proposition for you. Let's put your Bryce Young against my Anthony Richardson. We got to make a bet. We have to have a bet ready. So, for those of you that don't know, which, Nick, you are included in this, we used to do what is called the under 500 or the sub 500 draft, where each one of us would pick a team. And we're still doing this, by the way. This is going to happen. Um, we are going to pick a team that is sub 500, and whichever team ends up with the most wins, wins. Okay. And that that's it. So... If you would like, we can make a three-way bet where we either punish the two losers or we we reward the winner. So it's up to you. We also need to set clear boundaries as to how the quarterback wins. Is it individual stats? Is it team wins? Is it a combination of all a, a couple different things? So I am totally down for that. We just need to coordinate that. So how would you guys like to do that? Uh, my my big thing is this is individual stats. This is quarterback individual. cannot control how their defense plays. So True. I think let's do individual stats. Okay. So here's a question. What individual stats are we going to be looking at? Passing yards, touchdowns, rushing okay. yards, interceptions, fumbles. 
I we can we can make a point system to quantify. I was gonna say we can come yeah. up with something. I think obviously touchdowns, touchdowns in yards total is is a good statistic, mm-hmm. and then we can break that down further from pat into passing, rushing, passing rushing yards and touchdowns. Um, touchdown interception ratio. I think that that that's, itself that's already going to be accounted for in the fact that we're counting touchdowns and interceptions. Well, well, but we could just use the ratio as whatever the ratio is, is that's how many points you get. Mm, no, don't like that. I do. It's, it's harder to quantify a ratio than it is fucking numbers, dude. I mean, that's fair. That's fair enough, I guess. Whatever. That's fine. Um, yeah. And then we could do fumbles. I, fumbles are tough because fumbles aren't necessarily on the quarterback interceptions are more of an indicator of of that rather than a fumble okay i i would say i mean yeah, it, we, you guys can disagree you could outvote me it's fine no, no i'm cool just we can just focus on the interceptions because like you said, right. fumbles, it's kind of like out of their control unless they blatant like it's blatant and they lose the fucking ball so all right we're so looking at we're looking at passing and rushing yards passing and rushing touchdowns interceptions um what about like completion percentage or or yeah. Like Passer rating, completion percentage. Passer rating is another one I want on there. Yep. Okay. okay. All right, cool. All right, so here's how here's how it's going to work. We're going to have let's see what. Um we're going to have a total of what? Five categories. We're going to have yards, so. we're going to have touchdowns, we're going to have interceptions, we're going to have passer rating and we're going to have completion percentage. Yeah. So the yards the yards and the touchdowns we will scale We'll scale and then we'll add them together and just make one number versus like doing it out. Yeah, okay. I'll I'll come up with some. Yeah, I know you will. It's fine. Everything. It's a quick work on. It's a quick work on here. Just know that this is coming. The three way bet: which quarterback is going to have the best season? Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, or CJ Stroud? Um, it's definitely not gonna be him. So great. Yeah, keep gonna... thinking that, dude. Fucking look what they did with Davis Mills. They made, I know, they made that offense that's look fair. kind of okay that's sometimes. Fair. But you got to understand, I wasn't big on CJ Stroud coming in out of the draft, anyways. So, um, or going into the draft, mind mind me. But <laughs> what are we doing? Are we punishing or are we rewarding? That is the next big question. Oh, hold on. Sorry, I have a very important announcement. James, thank you so much. PP fart. And then, and then, uh, just a quick heart, real quick. Yeah, there we go. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, James, for the support. Um, if you are still there, we are making a a live, not a live bet. We're making a live commitment. Whichever first round quarterback does the best, according to passing yards, rushing yards, passing and rushing touchdowns, interceptions, completion percentage, and passer rating. That is, that's the bet. So whoever. Whoever has the best quarterback wins, and we are figuring out if we're going to punish the two losers or if we're mm-hmm. going to reward the winner. We'll figure it out, and we'll have it ready. Live, live, live fucking from the top rope, James. If you comment, comment. Right fucking now, James. Comment. Do the losers get punished, or does the winner get rewarded? Right now, I want to hear your – I want to hear it. You are the deciding factor on this. So we're, we're going we're gonna to move forward. We're going to go on with our the rest of our show. And if he comments, great. He didn't. He left the show. He's a fucking piece of shit. God damn it, James. <laughs> so, what do we say? Punish or reward? I feel like punish would be more entertaining for the, view, for the viewers. This is true. Pun- punish, punish would be entertaining. However, no one said we couldn't have a punishment and a reward altogether. True. We can do that. I'm cool with that. So we can we can think of something. We'll think of something very creative where we can maybe fit in punishments and a reward all in one. Okay. So all right, cool. Well, let's uh let's move right on. That was our lovely master debaters first segment of uh, the first segment. The first master debaters of this wonderful new Boda show year. We will be moving right forward here for another a nice little quick segment. You know it. You love it. It fucking stinks. It's the Boda Trash Pack. I just want to point out the picture of James. That is literally what I think of when I think of pure chaos. (laughs) Like that picture of him in the cowboy hat, that is pure 
fucking unadulterated chaos in James form. So, welcome to the stinkiest, smelliest segment that Boda has to offer here, and that is the Boda Trash Bag, brought to you, but also not brought to you by the Glad Super Force Flex, because we got a lot of shit to throw in the trash bag, and we need the stretch power that is the Force Flex. Right, Drew? Yes. All right. Well, let's move on over back to our regular view here. Boda Trash Bag, this is... This is up for grabs. You want to throw something in a trash bag, Nick? Just fucking do it and be proud of it. So let's let's hear it. Who's going to the trash? Who? What is going to the trash bag and why? Fucking Joe Missoula and his lack of timeout. Fact. Trash bag. Boom. Roasted. Ugh. I have no faith in him right now. I really don't oh, as a head coach. None. He'll probably stick around next year. I think after next year, if he's still pulling the same kind of shit and the lack of urgency that he expresses, he's gone. Dude is the most nonchalant motherfucker I've ever seen in it. I liked Ime. Ugh, I miss Ime Adoka. He had that passion and that desire to fucking prove people wrong, and Joe is just kind of like sitting there chilling. He's like, yeah, whatever. Whatever. I ain't worried about it. Yeah. It's like, all right, cool guy. Fuck you. All right, Drew. Throw him in the trash bag. I know oh, you're dying. Boy, I'm ready for it. The Toronto Maple Leafs. Get in the fucking bag. Yikes. Man, 3-0. Come on, man. Put up some kind of fucking fight. I, I got to say, to even further your point, the entire, like, offense of Toronto in the trash bag. Mm-hmm. Um, John Tavares, Mitch Marner, and Austin Matthews are all goalless in the first three games of the series. Yeah, you're not going to win that way. Michael Bunting has more goals than all three of them combined. Yeah, and he's a well, defenseman. Well, you're not going to win that way. Clearly, no. Well, yeah, they they ain't they ain't going to win. No, they certainly not going to win. Um, even if they moved on, if Carolina moves on, Carolina is is going to take care of business. I mean, I do not see the Maple Leafs beating anyone in the Eastern Conference Finals. So, fair point. Fair point. I think New Jersey would beat them. Who else? What else is in the trash bag? Come on, keep fire. Uh, the Oakland fire. Athletics, as an organization, are continuing yeah. to be in the trash bag. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, especially that stadium debacle that. bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's real. That's really bad. <laughs> you like you're straight up just not going to have a place to play for like a good three year two or three years. It's not even like it's like six months where they could just extend the contract out six months. It's like, no, you don't have a stadium for like three years. Well, like you said, they're probably going to have to do something like, you know, the Rams did and the Chargers did before SoFi was ready. I'm just playing some shitty ass stadium in the middle well, of Nevada. And that's, and that's fair, but like for three years, it's the Rose bowl. That's a, that's a whole lot. I mean, not uh, the yeah. Do you know where the Chargers played? Not the fucking Rose Bowl. Oh, the fuck <laughs> um, let's look this up because it's a fucking joke. I thought they both played at the Rose Bowl. No. Oh, this is even better. Um, NFL draft lottery in the trash bag. That shit's rigged as fuck. That was terrible. Terrible. Uh, they played at Dignity Health Sports Park. Which is a soccer specific stadium that seated thirty thousand people. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, and they played there for two years. <laughs> How do I not remember this? Really? I don't remember that at I, all. Yeah. I swear to God, because I thought they you were too busy the watching the Rams play in the Rose Bowl. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a very fair point. Yeah, that's a. <laughs> Nobody, dude, I was still calling them the San Diego Chargers until like two minutes ago. Yeah, that's fair. Good point. <laughs> you know what, Drew? Let's just revisit that. Throw San Diego in the trash bag again. Yeah, fuck, fuck San, San, Diego, San Diego, Diego. Why not? Terrible sports town. God. Yeah, I know. They know how to. They know how to build a baseball team, but certainly don't know how to win. Yeah, well, that's also new for them. Yeah, not, they're not used to having a very good baseball team either. So. They're just not used to having good teams. Anything. No. no. Even their weather sucks. It's just way too Oh, all right. Off. All right. Wait a fucking minute. 
Wait it's a fucking been, minute. It's way we too live fucking in fucking New England, dude. Did you just say the weather in San Diego sucks? Yeah, it's too hot. It's 75 and sunny in San Diego 364 days a year. Oh, I thought it was like really, really fucking arid and no. not arid. Sorry, really humid and fucking hot. It's gorgeous in San Diego, one hundred percent of the time. All right, hold on. Let me pick. Let me pick San Diego out of the trash bag really quickly. No, <laughs> yeah, ruffle, ruffle out of the trash. All right. So hey, oh, I got San Diego guys. The weather, the weather is not there anymore. It's on the trash bag. I took it out. <laughs> you get San Diego's weather out of that trash bag right now. <laughs> Sorry, Los Angeles weather in the trash bags. That All right, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, it's a fucking heat trap. Fuck that city. Um, anything else in the trash bag, boys? Like I said, very quick segment. I, I don't know if we had any other pressing matters that we wanted to just angrily shout into the microphone, but fuck Dylan Brooks. Even though yeah, Dylan Brooks, me. bag of shit. Actually, yep. fuck. You know what? Dylan Brooks is our is our special uh trash bag winner uh loser of the week. He goes just straight in the dumpster. He doesn't even Welcome get a bag. He's just going in the shows. bottom of the dumpster. He's just going to rot there for like weeks <laughs> until one of the garbage men decides to like take him out. Oh, and all the juices wrong. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, oh, you know no one's emptied any of those fucking water bottles or soda cans either. He's just no. soaking all that shit up, Drew. Oh, soaking no. it. <laughs> it's where he belongs, but oh, no. It is. it is fucking where he belongs. He managed to fucking toss his career in three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. That's all. Damn impressive. Yeah, fucking impressive is right. He had a damn bright career ahead of him too. I know he really did. I don't know who I hate more, fucking Dylan Brooks or Draymond Green. I think I still hate Draymond Green more. Oh, I hate Draymond Green so much. I hate Draymond Green. I I have friends that just like they'll sit by Draymond Green and they'll oh he's so good he's so good no he's not good he's not good I'll go to the grave put it on my tombstone. (laughs) Fuck Draymond. <laughs> well, fantastic, boys! What a what an epic, productive, and obviously very smelly episode of the Boda Show here for everyone today. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I want to give some final words here. Anybody got some? Any anyone final words? Anything you want to say? Doesn't even have to make sense. Just speak now. Ever hold your peace. Potential Monday Night Football. I don't know if I said this in the last podcast, but potential Monday Night Football to open up the season, the New York Jets and the New York Giants. Okay, cool. I like that. That's a good Excited. matchup. That, that should be good. Last words from, from your boy, Mr. Darkness, over there, Drew, Jan- Drew Daniels. Um, no, no. No? So, so your final words are no. No. Okay, gotcha. I'll make sure that gets written out in the transcript. Um, my final thoughts, my final words here. Guys, please tune into all these episodes of The Boater Show. We are we are just going to be putting ourselves out there for you in the most insane and possibly disgusting ways at some point. Um, also, stay tuned. We will have the details of that three-way bet coming up for you within the next week. We're going to be figuring out our point system. We're going to be figuring out punishments and or rewards. Um, and we'll see maybe what the hell James has to say about it. If he ever decides to rejoin the land of the living. That being said, thank you everyone again for tuning in for this wonderful inaugural episode of the Boda show point two or 2.0. Sorry. Point two. I must've had like, way too much caffeine or something today because I'm off the walls. But for Drew, for Nick, for James somewhere out there in the stratosphere. Did I pause? Did I freeze for a second? I didn't? Oh, I was cool? All right, awesome. I am Zach, a.k.a. Soggy Boy. You know where to find us. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube. The wonderful site that I've never ever visited in my entire life but yet somehow managed to shout out every single episode. Motherfucking Stitcher boy. No idea what that shit looks like but we on it. We're there. <laughs> are we? we? We are. We actually are. This has been confirmed like 50 times. Yes. We are on fucking Stitcher. Woo! So um, you know check us out on all those platforms. We will, we're going to be having a lot more surprises for you. The Boat Show is not the only podcast that we are going to be either bringing back or introducing this summer. Stay tuned for that. 
I am Soggy Boy. For Drew, for Nick, stay as Soggy. Nicholas, go. Go where? What are we doing? Just sign off. Just sign off. Quote. I thought uh, I didn't. I don't like it. I'm gonna have to redo it. Oh come on! Don't you can't workshop it now. Uh, fine. Stay greedy, boys. Yeah, yeah, greedy. Bye. I am. I'm. I'm gonna do a special thing for everyone. I'm gonna sign us off with the original Boda Show intro, and I want everyone to take a look at how far we've come. Bye. Bye, guys.